Hi there. You're about to enjoy a recording made in Wellspring Church in central Watford. We're glad you've connected with us online. And of course, you can follow us on social media, even download the Wellspring app. But much better than this is meeting in person. We would love to welcome you to one of our services in a congregation near you. As you listen to this recording, know that we are praying for you to be encouraged, inspired, and given wisdom from heaven to live life to the full as Jesus intended and bring transformation to your world with his amazing love. God bless you. Hey there, Happy New Year. And as we thank God for all that has happened in the past year, as we step into a new year, uh, I want to just say, and join all those voices to say Happy New Year to everyone in Stevenage and North Bushy and Central Watford. In fact, wherever you are around the world, uh, for myself and Helen and for the whole, from the whole senior leadership team, Happy New Year. I don't know about you, but um, I'm so glad to see many things from last year kind of behind us and really believe in God for some new things this year. In fact, that we'll step into a, a sense of a new future with great boldness. And today and next week, I'm going to be talking with you about what God has laid on my heart uh, as a vision looking forward uh, to 2021 and beyond uh, what God wants to do in us, the kind of people he wants us to become. But let's be honest, last year was at times horrendous for many of us. I, I, I think and I've been praying uh, and I feel some of the pain of many of our church family, NHS workers, thank you for how you've persisted. Those working in education, in, in those looking after kids, trying to help your kids' education keeping going. I want to say a massive thank you and honour the incredible team within Wellspring uh, that day by day and Sunday by Sunday served last year to help us keep hold of our faith and keep growing in faith. But also last year, I don't know about for you, but for me, there were times of real darkness. There was times of real loss. There was times of real pain and anguish. And I just want to acknowledge that, that as we go into uh, the rest of this year, it's important that we leave some of the rubbish behind. In fact, uh, today I want to talk about rubbish. I want to talk about what we need to leave behind compared to knowing Christ our Lord. We have a bold new future that God's calling us into, uh, but actually we need to deal with some rubbish before we can really face the future with the kind of hope and faith that God really has for us, what he's really asking for us. I don't know about in your household, but one of the least favourite jobs is picking up one of these. Oh, the, the bin run. Uh, who loves doing that? In fact, you love the effect afterwards, but if it's a bag like this full of food scraps, then you're really glad the moment that the lid closes because the scent of it lingers. In fact, the rubbish in our lives, the things that, that we that have around us, even once the rubbish is gone, there's sometimes like a, a lingering smell. <laughs> and I can honestly uh, smell what's in that bin already. Do you know, I want to talk about uh, how the rubbish that clings to us can hold us back in our relationship and from having a full relationship with Jesus. Uh, and for some of us, uh, those are the bad habits, the things we want to get rid of. In order to embrace this new year, uh, there might be some things we need to let go of that God is saying we will need to let go of. And that's what I want to talk about today. I want to talk about dealing with the rubbish, but I'm not just talking about the bad things or the sad things. 
of which there are many and we all face them in our different ways. But I'm talking about uh, sometimes the good things can get in the way of who Jesus wants to form us to be more like him. Sometimes the good things are actually comparably all, all that, not that good. Uh, we have been called to a bold new future, but the question that I want to ask you today and in the second message, I want to say, who is writing your future? Who is forming as a church? Who is forming our future? Are we doing this without him? Are we trying to do church or are we becoming the church that Jesus really wants us to be? In order for us to address this, a very simple message today about gain and loss. Some things we need to let go of and become lost in order that we might gain what the Lord has for us. And to do this, we're going to uh, take from the great apostle Paul. As we know, he wrote uh, much of the New Testament. He was a great author. Um, and we're going to turn to the book of Philippians. So if you have a Bible uh, with you or on a device near you, can I encourage you to pick your Bible up, the translation of your choice? Um, and we're going to read from Philippians chapter 3. Now, it's, it's worth noticing that in Philippians, uh, it's a beautiful, beautiful letter. And in this letter, the Apostle Paul is writing with love and affection and care and concern. Uh, he writes some brilliantly and beautifully po poetry about what it means to imitate Christ and who Jesus really is, his self-emptying in chapter 2. And uh, then he finishes chapter 2 uh, commending the great saint um, Epaphroditus. And then in the beginning of chapter 3, I'm going to uh, read with you some words that you'll be familiar with, perhaps already. Maybe you've heard another talk on this. I've not preached on this passage that many times in the last 22 years, um, but today I want to encourage you to read with me from Philippians chapter 3. And we're just going to read the first few verses and we're going to then focus on verse uh, 8 and 9. So uh, let's read together Philippians chapter 3. We're going to read from uh, verse 1. So let's have a look at this. Whatever happens, my dear brothers and sisters, rejoice in the Lord. I never get tired of telling you these things and I do it to safeguard your faith. Watch out for those dogs, those people who do evil, those mutilators who say you must be circumcised to be saved. For we who worship by the Spirit of God are the ones who are truly circumcised. We rely on what Christ Jesus has done for us. We put no confidence in human effort, though I could have confidence in my own effort if, if anyone could. Indeed, if others have reason for confidence in their own efforts, I have even more. That's what Paul says. He then goes on, if you like, to read his spiritual CV. He says this in verse 5. I was circumcised when I was eight days old. I'm a pure-blooded citizen of Israel and a member of the tribe of Benjamin, a real Hebrew, if ever there was one. I was a member of the Pharisees who demand the strictest obedience to the Jewish law. I was so zealous that I harshly persecuted the church. And as for righteousness, I obeyed the law without fault. So here, let's just pause there for a moment. Paul is describing his spiritual pedigree. In fact, all the things by human effort he had achieved that you think could mean that somehow he could rest on his laurels or depend upon his efforts. But listen to this in verse 7. I once thought these things were valuable, but now I consider them worthless because of what Christ has done. 
I consider all these brilliant things, these, these things that other people might look on and consider to be valuable. He said, now, these things that I thought were valuable, I consider them worthless. Verse 8 says this, yes, everything else is worthless when compared with the infinite value of knowing Christ Jesus, my Lord. For his sake, I have discarded everything else, counting it all as garbage so that I could gain Christ. And we're going to verse 9 and become one with him. And then he goes on in the rest of verse 9 and 10 and 11 with famous words about what he pursues, which is to know Christ and to fellowship in his suffering. But let's focus in on what he's saying here, the big idea of these few verses. And And I'll encourage you to let it challenge you. It certainly challenges me. It challenges me that the Apostle Paul would would lead by example in this way and and make a comparison between what others think is valuable that is the fruit of human effort and what is really valuable which is to know Christ let's pick this apart in verse 8 he talks he says i consider them worthless the greek word uh, that this was written uh, originally in new testament greek the greek word is zemia and this means damage or detriment, a mercantile term for loss or a bad deal. In other words, an unsuccessful business transaction, which results in a fine, a penalty or a forfeiture. He says all these other things that human effort can achieve, uh, I don't know, are like a bad endowment mortgage, you know, or a bad investment or a head funds that goes wrong or a business deal, a lease agreement that you can't meet the requirements of. He, this becomes, this is a bad deal. The reason it's a bad deal is because when you've tasted the spiritual eternal life of knowing Jesus, everything else is shown to be what it is, and that is a bad deal. It's a loss. Here he's talking about gain and loss. And he says everything else is zemir, a bad deal. In verse 8, he says, everything else is zemir when compared with the infinite value of knowing Christ Jesus, my Lord. Again, the Greek word is worth looking at. The Greek word is gnosis, okay? It comes from the, the root word is to experientially know. It, it, there's a functional working knowledge that's gleaned from firsthand personal experience, connecting the theory to application. So this is not the knowledge of the head, but the knowledge of the heart. This is a way, uh, traditionally, uh, knowledge of this type uh, is seen to be the knowledge that a husband and wife have, you know, intimate knowledge. They know each other. In the same way, Paul is saying it is possible, in fact, his, his experience of knowing Jesus is not knowing about him in theory, but knowing him in relationship. And now Paul has tasted this gnosis of Jesus, this knowing of Jesus, that everything else has seemed to be a bad deal. He then says these famous words, for his sake, I have discarded everything else. That means I've chosen to throw everything else away, counting it all as garbage, or in the English we would say rubbish, so that I could gain Christ 
and become one, one with him. The Greek word here is brilliant. The Greek word here is skubalon, and it comes from two words put together. Well, the first word is dog, and the second word is throw. So get this, Paul is saying that everything else All his human accomplishments, all the things he treasures are actually like dog throw. And we're not talking Hollywood pooch here, you know, that you carry around in a handbag. We're not talking about the beautiful, perfectly groomed pedigree dogs that we have as pets today. Not a lockdown dog or any other kind of special pet. We're talking about street dogs uh, that that went around with the scraps. And he he says that everything else is like dog throw when I compare it to knowing Christ. Like the filthy scraps of garbage, the table scraps, the dung, the muck, the sweepings of dog throw, everything else is like that. Everything else. Uh, And I wonder today whether you are able to make the same comparison as Paul. And I wonder if we as a church might draw closer In this coming year, all the the weeks and the days that there are ahead of us, I wonder if we might come to a point where we also make this comparison of what is truly gain and what is true loss. Isn't it brilliant? The gospel gives us hope that beyond the filth and the rubbish, beyond, beyond the rubbish that we create spiritually and let alone for the environment, beyond the rubbish of our of our kind of political climate of the chaos around us. We're kind of pulling through, aren't we, in this new year to the post-Brexit kind of semi-post-lockdown tier coronavirus chaos around us is rubbish. In fact, much of what last year was for many people was like, it's just a load of rubbish. And then we add to that rubbish, we, we, there's this stuff that clings to us, our pride and our, and our conceit uh, and you know what, this is like filthy rags. And, and I, I was reading just a few hours ago, Zechariah chapter 3, and it talks, about, it talks about the priest that is to come. It's like a foretaste of Jesus saying that the filthy rags will be replaced with festal robes. Isn't it great that the gospel of Jesus Christ gives us freedom from the filth of our our shame and our sin and instead gives us robes of righteousness not our righteousness but the righteousness of Jesus hallelujah and if you're watching this today and you haven't surrendered your filthy rags of sin and shame I encourage you during this time as we pray at the end of this message during the rest of this service I want to encourage you, surrender your life to Christ and, get, and just realise the comparative uh, difference between the stuff of this world and, uh, and the glory of knowing Jesus. Everything else is just rubbish. You know, knowing Jesus, it is the greatest thing. Greater than the Instagram or the postable moments with loved ones. Greater than the best marital moments. Greater than those proud moments that you might have as a parent or a son or a daughter. Greater than those great career moments of promotion and applause. Greater than all those things. So much greater is the joy of knowing Jesus. And this year, I invite you to consider everything else as rubbish compared to knowing him and pursue him 
and not the other things because do you know what? They don't deliver. They are a bad deal. We're so full of our own self-confidence, aren't we, so often? Brexit is a problem. We can get through this. Coronavirus, we'll get through this. We'll solve our own problems. We'll come up with a vaccine. We'll manage our behaviour. I mean, that's, that was a mixed thing. That still is a mixed issue, isn't it? How well are we good at actually self-control and, and putting others first? You see, with our human efforts, it's just a bad deal. It doesn't bring the fruit and the life and the spiritual life that God intended for us. But knowing Jesus, knowing Jesus gives us eternal life and life in abundance. Next week, I want to talk to you about how Jesus is inviting us as a church into a bold new future. The paint's still drying on 2021. But you know what? I I, I believe that the heart of God is he said, let me write your future. Now, I, I don't know what you consider to be your treasure. Maybe you might look around the room where you are and you might say, you know, some of my treasures in this room. Brilliant. Fantastic. Or you might have some things that you consider to be uh, things that bring you great pride or the things that might be on your CV. Or in fact, uh, maybe you have a CV and, and maybe you have some things on it. Uh, all the things you've accomplished and done and why you're such a brilliant person. Have you ever had to do one of those? Uh, well, well, do you know what? All of that, all of that, is actually rubbish compared to knowing Jesus. All of it, all your accomplishments and all mine. I've got here a picture of something that I might be really kind of proud of. This is me in a suit uh, on the opening ceremony day of opening the Wellspring Church Centre over 10 years ago now and and what a special moment that was and, and I felt so proud. What a joy to be able to serve by leading a church family to build a purpose built church centre on council land in the heart of Watford. You know, what a great moment, what a great achievement. There was so much applause. Honestly, compared to knowing Jesus, it is worthless, as good as that was. I've got some other things here. I don't know what here. Do you know, um, I've got accreditation and I don't want to offend anyone with an AOG and I'm, I'm now a part of leading uh, the, the cohort for 2024 ministers and training. So they get one of these, you know, a card of ministerial accreditation. No offence to anyone AOG, but compared to knowing Jesus, do you know, that is worthless. Uh, I, I've got some other things here. Uh, there was a day actually when... Um, when this book was published. It's called The Power of One. I really recommend it. It's a, it's a book from my heart, uh, inspired about the, the unity of the Spirit in Ephesians chapter uh, 4 and beyond. And it, and it will help you if you want to discover the power of unity in your home and a call for unity in the church. I remember the day these were delivered. What a proud day. And people have written, have read this all over the world. And, but you know what? Compared to knowing Jesus, it's a good book. You get it on the Wellspring website. But actually, it's actually, it's worthless. It's dog throw compared to knowing him. Uh, and I'm, I'm probably even proud of co-writing this book with Helen. It's called No More Friendly Fire. You can get it in the Wellspring store. It's a good book. It's a call to end the gender war in the church. Uh, and, uh, and I have to say that, that writing this together was a real journey. and It's going to help some people. It's going to help the church. It's full of some really good stuff. And, and no offence to anyone, especially well, no offence to Helen. But do you know what? Compared to knowing Jesus, it's just dog throw. One of my proudest moments was in 2014 in the Colosseum in Watford and I was given this award by Baroness Thornhill, the Mayor's Award for Community Leadership. 
Oh, it's even got a nice box. What a shiny award. And no offence to you, Baroness Thornhill. I'm really grateful for that commendation, but compared to knowing Jesus, it's worthless. Got another award here. Um, working with other faith leaders in the side-by-side forum with Hearts Fire and Rescue Service, given that a few years ago. It's worthless compared to knowing Jesus. I don't know what certificates you've got. Maybe you've got some certificates in your life, your degree that you got, the award that you received. This one here is in Amharic, and it was uh, given at the opening ceremony of a new missionary training centre in Ethiopia. Say thank you, and actually, if it wasn't for you as this church family, if it wasn't for, I guess, the partnership I developed and worked going with a team year after year after year, that centre may never have been built, and now is training literally hundreds of um, church planters and uh, missionaries around East Africa, do you know, I'm really grateful, and I don't mean any offence to any of our Ethiopian brothers and sisters, but really, compared to knowing Jesus, it's worthless. I don't know what would be your treasure. I don't know what's on your CV, what you've accomplished, what happened last year that you're so proud of. But I want to ask you a question today. Will you surrender all of that? Yes, give him the rubbish, the, the bad stuff. At the beginning of this new year, give him everything. But I also want to say, as we come to pray now, I want to invite you to consider writing a list of all the things that are on your CV that are so valuable to you. And then what we're going to do is we're simply going to pray and we're going to present them to the Lord Jesus and say, Lord Jesus, compared to knowing you, everything else is worthless. Would you take these things, receive them as a living sacrifice of all that I am, and would you help me to know you more? So wherever you are watching this, whatever time of day, wherever you are in the world, can I encourage you right now to invite the Holy Spirit to meet with you in your space and to receive from you everything that you would give him. You might want to pause this recording and in pausing it, take a moment to write down on a piece of paper the things that you want to get rid of, the rubbish, the shame, the sin, get rid of all those things. Uh, But also you might want to write down some of the accomplishments, the things that you're proud of. Uh, And then once you've uh, done that, write down, take a few minutes, write down all the things, the great things. Or if you've got a copy of your CV, go and find a copy of it. Uh, And I wonder if you could go and get those things or write those things down. And then click play on this video again and we're going to pray together. We're going to offer it to the Lord as a living sacrifice.
Okay, welcome back. So you've written some things down or you've got something you want to give to the Lord. In this moment, I want to invite you to pray with me and we're going to pray that the Lord would receive from us everything that we surrender to him. So let's pray. And if you've got a bin actually somewhere, um, why don't you uh, actually physically, like I have, throw those things in a bin. Go on, go on, throw them in the bin and we're going to pray as we do that. Heavenly Father, please send your Holy Spirit into every heart and into every home. Lord, we surrender to you everything. All the sin, all the shame, all the rubbish of last year, all the baggage, we give it all to you. And Lord, in this moment, we also give you all of our accomplishments, all our good things, everything on our kind of spiritual CVs, everything that we're proud of. Lord, we want to say at the beginning of this year, we consider everything else to be worthless compared to knowing you. And so by throwing these things in the bin, we know some of them you may give back to us, but they'd be redeemed because they bring us closer to you. And I want to pray, Holy Spirit, that you would draw us closer to Jesus. Because compared to everything else around us and everything the world can provide, you are our heart's desire. So receive these things and fill us as your church again. And may we as Wellspring Church step into a bold new future, having shaken the dust of everything that keeps us from knowing you more. Knowing you, Jesus, there is no greater thing. And we resolve to know you above everything else, even if it means fellowshipping in your suffering, that we might gain all that you have for us and consider everything else a loss. We pray this in Jesus' mighty name. Amen. Amen. God bless you. Thanks for listening to this recording. We hope it has encouraged you, challenged you, and more than anything, that you've heard the voice of God and been aware of his presence with you wherever you are. Do share with us any answers to prayer or get in touch if there is any way we can help you further on your journey with God. Come and see us on Sunday. Or you can email us at admin at wellspring-church.org. May God be near you and his peace be yours for the remainder of this day. In Jesus' name, amen.